Synthaholics. Synthaholics. This is your host, David Duncan. Aaron has suffered a transporter accident this evening, and uh, we do have a special guest. Tonight. I mean, we were having this guest on anyway. She's been a longtime friend of the show. She's guested on the last two seasons of Discovery, and she has a taste for Armageddon, from what I hear. Uh, welcome, Natalie Schlittman. Hi, glad to be here. <laughs> Always down to talk about the track. Oh, absolutely. Glad, uh, glad you could make it. Said Aaron yeah. couldn't make it because I know Aaron always really likes uh, talking with you as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna miss him. Hopefully, yeah. we can uh, connect another time. Hopefully, he'll we can transport his head back on straight like, pre- like President Scroob from Spaceballs. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, he's not stuck in there for you know 80 years like Scotty or whatever. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully, he's got Franklin to, to chow on for that 80 years. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Franklin. We hardly knew him. Poor Franklin. <laughs> Scotty, you've gained a lot of weight. Yes, Franklin is with me. <laughs> um, so I, there's one thing I just kind of wanted to mention. I know last week Aaron and I talked about uh, the the actor playing Adira and how it just it, we were just kind of were I thought it was strange that they were making a big hubbub about her playing a trans uh, not a transgender but a um non-binary. Non, non-binary character when like. Pretty much all trills are by default, or all join trills are by default non-binary. But I, I, I believe I misread the article because I believe the article is trying to say that she's the first actor that designates herself as that. Or well, they that. they are the first actor that designates themselves yes. as. That. Yes. So I mean that's I mean I guess that that that's where the 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 thing came in and that's why that was a, a hubbub and not. And I guess I just misinterpreted it. So I just wanted to, you know, put that out there saying I, I misread it and I understand what, what they're saying now. I wasn't trying to be mean or anything. Just like uh, I, I misread that. So that's on me. Well, and, um, I, w- I actually had a thought about that because they did refer to Adira as she. For two episodes the- now. Yeah. So um, I think maybe once we see her joined as or once we see Adira joined as a trill, then maybe they will start using they them pronouns. That might be my guess is kind of where they're heading. So I remember in some of the articles it said that um, Adira was going to be non-binary as well. well as but the- but, but I, that's what I was. That's why I, I thought it wasn't a big deal whenever they revealed that she had a, a, a symbiont in her. I mean, that kind of by default makes her non-binary because Cisco always referred to Jadzi as old man. So I mean, uh, the pronouns didn't matter because I mean he was friends with her previous toast, so she always he always referred to her as him. You know, so well it gets a little. It does get muddy. Like J- Jadzia, um, she. I mean, she was a she/her. Old man was an affectionate nickname. Um, yes. And then, as far as Adira's concerned, you know, like their personalities do change after they're joined mm-hmm. a little. You know, that's just kind of has to do with joining. So I think I think they're kind of maybe setting up for you know a, a different kind of Adira than we've seen in the previous two episodes. 
Yeah, definitely. And she's a, she's an uh, amazing actor. I, I've really been enjoying. Uh, they they are they are an amazing actor. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been enjoying the, their performance. So it's it's been it's been good. But uh, non spoilers. What are your uh, takeaways this uh, this week? So I really enjoyed this week's episode. Um, it there was a lot of there was a lot of emotions from pretty much all the Discovery crew and everyone else that's in the you know that's a character in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always like those kinds of episodes. You know, like uh, like Family and TNG is one of my favorite episodes. Family's great. Yeah, and that's you know just pretty much all about you know just emotion and <laughs> dealing with those emotions. Oh yeah, for sure. And like the 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 violation of being a Borg and coming back from that. Yeah, you know the the post traumatic the PTSD that Picard suffered and that kind of goes along with some of the PTSD that the discovery crew has just suffered. Yes. Yes. Kind of a, kind of a parallel there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then trying to try not to give away too many spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, just the kind of general thoughts for the first, uh, cause we just kind of just do a couple little things. Uh, what we thought, uh, overall feelings for the episode. Then we just kind of get into the meat of it. So people can, hear general thoughts and then they can stop if they want or keep going if they also want to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, should we do a little plot synopsis then get started with that? Uh, or, or let me go ahead and do uh, my non spoilers thoughts and then we can, yes. we, and then you've got a great, uh, synopsis. We were talking before we started recording and she, uh, threw out a line. It was like, oh, I was like, Oh, I kind of want to use that. And like, here you, you should, you should do it because I, I don't want to take your, your thunder. And I thought it was pretty good. Uh, but my, my non-spoiler thoughts for it, uh, nice to see Trill, uh, nice, I mean, we knew they were going to Trill because they mentioned it last, in the, in the previews. Um, they had some really great shots of Discovery, like, they're doing a lot diff- more different shots of, of the ship than they had done in the past two seasons, which is kind of nice. It almost looked TOS-y from, like, the, the one of the opening shot in the in the episode. Yeah, I got that vibe too. And I, I, I even rolled it back because I mean, because the parts of it were shadowed, so it almost looked a little bit like the Enterprise, a little bit the way it was shot, the way the shadows were laying across it. I was like, huh. I was like, that's kind of an interesting uh, shot. Let's see overall thoughts. So overall, enjoyed it. Not sure if it's the strongest episode uh, yet. Um, I'm glad we're finally getting. The, the season so far has been feeling breadcrumby. We're getting little bits and little bits, and it looks like finally next week we're finally going to get some forward action happening finally. So I'm really excited for, for next week personally. But uh, some bigger bits, yeah, some bigger bits. It's it's been like it's been very breadcrumby so far. So looking forward to more more reveals, more understanding what's going on, and that, and that's, that's got me really pumped for next week. So Natalie, what is uh, give us the 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 uh, your synopsis for this week's episode. Okay, so there's um, there's a couple different plot lines, main plot lines in the episode. So um, storylines, so to say. So one of them involves um, Saru trying to uh, connect with the crew because they're obviously very traumatized over everything that's happened so far. And you know he's a good he's a good captain. cares about the ship. cares about the people on board the ship. So. Uh, <laughs> He tries to get some of the the senior bridge crew together in what I call a dinner party from hell. Woo, dinner party, <laughs> dinner party from hell, 
And, uh, well, that obviously does not end up going too well. Hence the from hell. Hence the from hell. Poor Saru. He tried. Uh, (laughs) um, So then we have that going on and just kind of, we have a couple different people fighting with each other, uh, conflicting with each other, just over various different things. And then the the second storyline involves Adira, you know, we find out that Adira is a joint trill, but she's human. Unusual. Mm-hmm. Kind of a throwback to TNG, the host, the except, first trill episode, kind e- of. Except they totally missed it in this episode. They said it's been over 2,000 years since any trill has been joined to a non-trill, or any semi has been joined to a non-trill. I'm like, pretty sure it happened 700 years ago, just saying. Pretty, pretty sure. Maybe they, maybe they forgot. Maybe the records weren't updated or something. No one keeps good records in Star Trek. It is just driving me nuts. Like, how did, how did a Federation guy design the triples? And no, and and bones didn't know. Like, it, no one keeps because good it's records. Funny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no one keeps good records in this show in this world. Why? Maybe there's maybe there's too many records. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but that's the thing. I, I, Lower decks totally puts that to shame because lower decks references everything. They everything. Do reference, they do reference. They, they reference the ghost Beverly was sleeping with. <laughs> They referenced the terrible Spock helmet merchandise that they sold in the 60s. They, they, they referenced giant Spock. <laughs> I mean, they, they reference everything on Lower Decks. There are, like, it's just like you go from Lower Decks where records are kept meticulously to Discovery and Picard and where, where just no records are apparently kept at all. Are I they- will say, though, I, I will give the troll the benefit of the doubt in the future because it's so far in the future and... Everything's all crazy. Well, maybe that's maybe that host uh, that that used to be in Riker died, and so they forgot about it. Maybe maybe the maybe the um, the symbiont died. Uh, probably did in the burn. In the burn. Um, <laughs> maybe they because they're not part of the Federation anymore. They lost some records. Maybe. Uh, so. Don't know. They they specifically did say that the the symbionts are their history, so apparently they don't keep records the way we do. I guess maybe. Maybe they do it in a different way. They just keep them or in slugs. They just keep them in slugs. I don't know why they call, they called it an octopus or a squid a couple times. Like it's 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 it's, it's a slug. We're, it's we're, a space slug. Where are all the legs you're talking about? <laughs> apparently, That's Adira's true. never seen a squid. Well, she was raised on a on a ship, so that's true. Who who knows? Uh, but anyways, so um, Adira ends up going down to Trill with Michael, and the Trill homeworld is thrilled to have a symbiote returning back to them until they find out it's in a human. Until they find out it's in a human, and then they become very xenophobic. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. It's not like a switch. It was a switch. It was a major switch. Um, so we do get a little bit of action from that. <laughs> but Michael, of course, is very Starfleet. No, she's not. She shoots people. Okay, she shoots people, but they're they're not dead. They're alive. She just stuns them. She's um, she's Malcolm ta- Reynolds from Firefly now. I was talking about the fact that she said that um, Adira's life is what matters most. Yes. Yeah. Not the, you know, not just the Trill symbiote, but Adira, because, you know, if you remove a a Trill from the host, as we 
you know, talked about in Deep Space Nine, the host does not do so well. But Riker lived. Yeah, but that was so th- also th- like... So that's, so that's why I thought maybe um, maybe it is not lethal to, to non-trill. Might be, but that was also the first episode that we had the trill... And they also and, had know, the face prosthetics. And they, they also decided, had the face prosthetics. and um, We're not going to ruin uh, Terry Farrell's beautiful face with a face prosthetic. We'll just paint some dots on her that go all the way down. They go all the way down. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but anyways, um, I, I, I really liked seeing, um, you know, a familiar species. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm, making, I'm currently making my husband go through all of Deep Space Nine with me. Because if you're married to me, you have to watch the Star Trek. Um, <laughs> that is part of the deal. It was the wedding vow. It was yep, the first that's just, one. That's just how it goes. <laughs> uh, so you know. So that's been. Um, so yeah, we've been watching a lot of Trill stuff with Jadzia, obviously. Um, so it's I, nice I, to have that, just that tr- connection. Speaking of great Trill stuff, I loved it when Quark was playing uh, one of the female hosts. It was great. <laughs> Jadzia did that on purpose. <laughs> oh, it was it was so amazing. <laughs> Poor Cork. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I loved it. <laughs> so, um, so yes, there's some conflict because the trill are not happy. Though one of the trill is more radical than the others, and he he wants to help them out get to the you know this the sacred slug caves the sacred slug caves and <laughs> and and small little pools of slugs jumping around yeah you know the the milk bath pools mm. uh, <laughs> where you get in the white get in the white robes the baptismal robes but Go the, on you, you gotta connect. wear the black bra underneath the baptismal robe though well you do if uh, rick berman's working with you oh. and and uh michael pillar or not yeah, michael there pillar. you go <laughs> Oh, wait, isn't there? Alex yeah. Kurtzman, I'm sorry. Alex Kurtzman, yeah. There you go. Uh, so anyways, so we get there. Adira is able to reconnect with her previous host, with their previous host, excuse me. And... Well, they call her she all the time in the show. So, I mean, it's kind of, I feel like that gives us permission to call her she since they've always referred to her as she so far. Uh, yeah, so far. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see what happens next episode. And then blah blah blah, traumatic backstory. Because of course there would be a traumatic backstory. Oh well, this is emo track, so it's got to have a traumatic backstory. Yes, exactly. Do we want to go? Uh, do we want to go into the backstory of Adira more? Um, I mean, just for the quick recap, we can talk about it if it's something you want to go into specifically. But she has a sad backstory, and once she's forced to face it, she basically has access to. All of her previous hosts and the day is saved. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and then, so, anyways, she is she is able to uh, connect to her previous hosts. One of her previous hosts is actually the uh, significant other. Yes, who was who was Trill? Um, tragically died, played by a trans actor, and uh, I, I'm blanking on the name of the actor, but I really liked. Really liked their interpretation of the character. They did a really good job in mm-hmm. the short the short time that we saw them. Yeah, they um, did. Yeah. So, um, and they played cello. So go lower strings. <laughs> yes. I play. I play upright bass myself. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that, I actually I actually thought that was cool too. Bringing in another string player. 
So I think the last cello player we had on the show was uh, O'Brien. Good old Miles Brian. Brian. <laughs> he, funny, he never touched the cello once on DS9, though. No, he did not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he destroyed it before he left the Enterprise. I don't have to do this ever again. Yeah, I don't have to, don't have to play. He took it on the holodeck when he was uh, kayaking or whatever and destroyed it. Yeah, he you know, took it in the Battle of Britain. Mm-hmm. You know, like, lob, lob the cello at some incoming German plane. Uh, oh, that would be great. I've got a cello. I've got a cello launcher here. Yeah, I got a cello launcher. So yeah, so we did that, and then um, the the trill were actually they changed their mind pretty quickly once they realized that. <laughs> as soon as she had access to the memories of the other the host, they're like, oh, "Okay, it's it's cool now. It's it's okay that a non trill violated her sacred water baths." Yeah, <laughs> changed their minds. Um, they asked Adira to if if um, Adira wanted to stay on trail and they, they would help guide her through her, you know, through, I guess the new life. Trill puberty. Trill puberty. Um, but Adira said that she, they wanted to go on discovery. Uh, She's got to lead them to the Federation. And exactly. The, and the symbiont are not just for the trail. They're for everyone. She's got to lead them to the Federation. And uh, there's a lot of knowledge there that she can share. Yeah. So, and then it ends with a uh, an Enterprise style movie night. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice exactly. throwback. That was a really nice throwback. I was, I was wondering if any of the other shows would do that, like new shows coming out. Um, so yeah, the I, episode. I, I figured that's where it was going when Saru was talking to the um, the computer earlier. Even before the computer started mentioning it, I, I figured that was going to become like a that'll probably become a routine. I, I would guess. Yeah, movie, so they decided to fire up some Buster Keaton. <laughs> Absolutely, why not? <laughs> what can we get that's public domain? Exactly. I really uh, wish I really wish they played the Three Stooges. Hey, come on. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a later one. Maybe. Although I don't know if they're public domain yet, because I mean they did make that live action Three Stooges movie, so the Three Stooges oh, yeah. like name is probably still under copyright. I don't know if using the name puts all the old shorts in back into contention where they can't be like used because Star Trek is like notorious for like usually just grabbing stuff that's like public domain. That's why we get a lot of classical music. A lot of classical music, a <laughs> lot of Buster Keaton, a um, lo- lot of decomposing Fox from the internet <laughs> <laughs> exactly. from the Picard show, like public domain uh, images. They yeah. they they really like that in Star Trek. So um so I don't know if they right. can get the three stooges. They they save the uh the big licenses for the, the movies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, playing sabotage. Um. <laughs> yeah, yes. Beastie Boys, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So with this episode Steppenwolf. Um, Steppenwolf. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> yeah. So Saru's a dinner party from hell, everyone does a haiku and what's her face? Detmer. Detmer. I don't know why I couldn't think of her name, but Detmer starts talking about Stamets' blood, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, but um, you can also tell that you know, they've had some lingering shots on her in the past few episodes, and I was like, oh, they're leading up to something, because she's obviously not well. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they had in the second episode, then they completely ignored it in the third episode. Like, it never came up. Like, she didn't act weird or anything. 
I mean, uh, the only thing I, I mean, I, I, you know, Aaron said she was acting where she like tried to disobey Saru's order, and I'm like, I don't think I think she had a completely rational thought not trying to get hit by uh, a 900 year newer version of a torpedo. Like Discovery should be dust. I mean, for 900 years in the future, I mean, only a couple hundred, even like 20 years in Star Trek has been like devastatingly different technology. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, totally. So I mean, like I, I totally am on her side. I mean, I would have questioned Saru's order too. You don't know what a 900 year more advanced torpedo is going to do to you. I think she's completely justified. But yeah, but anyways, I still thought that they were setting up for something with her. I, I thought they were setting up for like control, like, so, like maybe a couple of strain anides were just happened to be floating oh. on, on the bridge. See that that's where that's where I was going because she's been acting weird. But all of a sudden, I, I, but I'm guessing they're just probably going to go the PTSD route, especially. Yeah, since... I I actually got the vibe that they were going to go the PTSD route as well. Uh, I did not think about control when I looked at her. She just seemed kind of like dazed, like what this, has happened. This episode in particular is where I think they're pushing for the PTSD thing. Although Discovery likes to do like change up, so maybe they'll make you think it's PTSD and then it'll still be control. True, um, true. We'll we'll see. Although, <laughs> like, and then and then, so we're starting to get like uh, Colber wanting to become a counselor. Although I guess counselors didn't really exist because she he does offer to talk with her and at the end she comes to him and is like you know you know she's like yeah pilots are macho and I'm like hey, hold up a second Detmer hold up hold up hold up uh, Sulu not macho uh, uh, Tom Paris hothead not macho um, uh, I wouldn't call Paris macho I would call. I would call Paris pretty macho. Eh. And Sulu, Sulu, I don't know, he does some macho stuff. Like, uh, remember Star Trek V? B, as in barricade. Just gonna shoot this shuttle right up here. Uh, he did He did have one cool, but I mean, for most of TOS, like, you know, I wouldn't have, I mean, I wouldn't call, call him that. I mean, Captain Sulu, kind of macho, but Pilot Sulu, not usually. Yeah. Um, okay, that was in the movie, so that was a little later. Data uh, or Wesley, I guess. Not macho. <laughs> <laughs> she could just be talking about the grand scheme of things and not people that were specifically in the show. <laughs> well, no, I just mean like it's just like she's like, yeah, pilots are macho, and I'm like, no, there's n- there's not been a one macho Star Trek pilot. I wouldn't even characterize you as macho until you started talking about Culver's blood for absolutely. No, I mean, Stamets's blood for absolutely no reason. And that's, that's not, not even, really. And, that's not macho. It's though. it's it's that's, not even macho. It's just weird, and it came out of nowhere. But that's that wasn't what she was talking about as being macho. She was talking about like hiding not, her not, feelings, not and, not admitting it. Yes, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, it just I I just I thought that was like one of the strangest things in this episode. Personally, like just her talking about Stamets' blood. That's why I, I was starting to think that maybe like something about controls over there because like that's almost like that's kind of twisted i mean traumatic stuff happens to people all the time and sometimes they you know come about it in awkward sounding ways so i don't i didn't think that that was super far-fetched from what could actually happen i mean for me personally i I mean yeah but it it just it just to me it just felt really really strange uh what were some of your uh, favorite parts of this episode let's see I really liked the flashback sequence. 
um, Adira's flashback sequence, but I always love backstories. So, (laughs) um, it was very emotional, even though it was short. I felt that they did a good job in the short time that they had to tell it. They did. Although I thought it was weird that her forehead glowed. I'm like, why are they trying to make her forehead glow like books? Why? I hope. Yeah, I don't. That might have also. That might have also just been like in her mind, you know, not actually symbolic of what is happening in real life. Sure, but it was just a strange look since we've never seen a, a glowing forehead thing like that before. Books are first, and then now we have Adira doing it. But I mean, it, of course, it was just in like the the, the dream state or whatever. It was in the yeah the the dream state, what whatever you want to call it. But a strange <laughs> choice, I thought, and. And, uh, they probably just wanted to do something visually, like, oh, here, now you can see the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although the the space they're standing in, my wife uh, was pointing out, it looks like 90s Windows Media Player. <laughs> <laughs> it does a bit. It does look like 90s. Like, it's just like, it's like all like the, the lines are just dancing around to the, the music or whatever. It, there wasn't really much music in the scene, but uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. It's like, yes, it does look like Windows Media Player. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I also like the ending part where they're all watching Buster Keaton. Like, everybody, like, hugs and makes up and is like, I got problems. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice moment to call um, Stamets giving uh, uh, Kayla a hug. Uh, Stamets gave, yeah. Kayla, yeah. Detmer. I, I, for reason, I, I can come up with her first name before I can come up with, 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 with her last name. <laughs> Even though they and call it, yeah. Tilly and Stamets not fighting anymore. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was just. It was just a uh, funny thing mentioning Stamets. Like, uh, I kind of, I kind of, even though he was being a total dick to Tilly, which usually isn't very cool. I did really like how he's like, this is not a wee fun science moment. Like, I just feel like you know, last season I kind of criticized a little bit for like being like, oh, we're gonna just worship science as like God. It's like, yay, science. It just was like kind of silly lines. I'm like, yeah, science is important, but. The way they did it was really corny a couple times last season. Like, yeah, I like, and like Spock going, I like science. And then, you know, <laughs> this is the power of science, y'all. It was just kind of like, okay. I mean, I like science, but it just the way they write it and deliver it is just kind of weird. So I just thought it was funny that, like, Stamos was kind of like, this is not one of those moments. And I also like where Adira, when they're on the planet, uh, saying, Michael, don't get, don't do annoying speeches. And then she's like, hey, <laughs> give me a little one, but don't make it annoying. <laughs> And Don't I'm make like, it annoying. I'm like, yes, Adira. I can totally get behind Adira with uh, kind of like putting Michael in her place a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to more Adira uh, in the show. Certainly. Although uh, I wonder if they're just going to make her the next Jet Reno, where she's like she was important for this episode, then we won't see her for like three or four episodes. Um, because we feel like I kind of feel like Adira will be in the plot more than that, especially with the with the you know, Zenital's past life. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Zenital, I was really disappointed there was no message. <laughs> they oh, kept, yeah, we did it. They kept talking about a message. There's a message, there's a message, there's a message, and there was no message. Like, she just gives them the coordinates, but like, but what's the message? Is the message just the coordinates? If, if might, the message... It might just be the algorithm. Uh, who knows? I, but I mean, but yeah, it, it, I, I felt like they could have they they could have done you know like a full message from Senatol yeah, as a nice 
you know, just like connect connecting to what they've been previously looking for. Yeah, like Zenital, like he was there, like Michael was able to see him. Like, why didn't Zenital give them the message? She's like, she's could have asked him for the message then. It just, it just kind of felt anticlimactic that they kept talking about. We need you to remember the message. We need you to find the message. We got to take you back to Trill so you can get this message. And the message, I guess, is only the the coordinates. And like, well, why didn't the guy just send the coordinates in the first place? I don't know. It was it was kind of strange. You know what I mean? Oh, like, probably didn't want them to be intercepted if they're trying to protect the Federation. Well, I What's mean, like, of it anyways. It, but I mean, it, it, travel's so limited anyway. You'd have to make a hell of a slog to even get out there. You know, I mean, pr- presumably. Since travel so limited in this in this universe, I did like um, how Saru was back to trying to get Stamets to do a non-human uh, interface to the spore drive. Uh, that would be yes. that's a problem that needs to be overcome for them to, you know, furnish the Federation with lots of spore drives. Which I mean, it's it's got to be the answer at some point this season, where they're just going to give the technology to the Federation so that they can you know, be the Federation and get back to their exploration and bring the Earth and Trill and all these places back into the Federation. Yeah, it does look like that they're definitely moving towards something in that vein. And then Tilly was talking about, like, a different way of accessing the Spore Drive, which, you know, Stamets kind of blew her off on. (laughs) Yeah, a dark matter interface. Um, Blah, 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 Chuck no babble. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen we've seen previews uh, from later in the season, like before the show, and there's a he, there is a different spore interface, but it looks Stamets is still in it. It's like he's just too he's just grabbing two different things with each hand instead of being injected in his arm. Yeah. So it looks like there's still going to be some sort of human interface, or maybe that's yeah, that's a stepping stone to no interface. I don't know, but it was just, some, I thought that something was interesting. a little less invasive. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Although, just speaking of Stamets and the Spore Drive, like, in Season 1, it was making him crazy. In Season 2, it didn't do anything to him. And then Season 3, it's not doing anything to him. So, like, why why was it detrimental to his health in Season 1? Maybe he just wasn't used to the crazy mushrooms yet. He's built up a tolerance. I, I, I guess. <laughs> that was more of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's got a tolerance to his magic mushrooms. I don't know. It, it just... <laughs> Magic yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was strange. Strange that like it was such a big plot point for it. It was just you no. Know, it was bad for him, and then and now it's just like fine, and it's it's never come up again. Yeah. Oh, do you know who I wish was at the dinner party from hell though? Who? Jet Reno. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we always need more Jet Reno. I it, that that's that's just what's disappoints me about about uh, Discovery a little bit. Like, they're not so big on the ensemble, and Jet Reno is one of my favorite characters, and she's only been in one episode this season so far. So she, she'll probably get one or two more episodes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Know, it's just sad. And then, you know, the, the, the blonde crew member who's on at the dinner, she's the actress that played uh, Arium. Mm-hmm. But she's also got as many or fewer lines than Arium did. Yeah, <laughs> she's just she's just set dressing for the for the ship. Unfortunately, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. I do hit- wish we could, you know, go into the background more of a lot of these other people because they all seem interesting. Yeah, and I mean, some of the bridge crew is getting m- more uh, lines here and there, but like, she's got like nothing still. 
Yeah. And, you know, because they're starting to dive into Detmer, I'm guessing they're just going to kill her. Because every time they start, like, giving us backstory on a character they've never cared to talk about or give them much screen time, you usually kill them. <laughs> kind of like Arium. Poor Arium. Yeah, I know. At least if they start, uh, if they, at least if they kill Detmer, um, it's not too little, too late. They're 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 building it up over time. Whereas, like, we got all of Arium's story in the same episode where they killed her. Yeah. So at least they're hopefully gonna fix that. But it's just that the precedent is kind of set where it's like, oh look, we're gonna kill a character since we're starting to tell you about him. Finally, maybe. Yeah, not. it would be it would be nice if they didn't go in that direction. Um, because I, w- I would like to see a more, you know, like the bridge crew stay kind of like in previous shows. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. You know, know and connect with these people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I hope so, too. I, I would I would love for the show to be more of a ensemble show. I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe next season we can finally get a ensemble show where there's like, you know, a Tilly episode, a Stamets episode, you know, a Saru episode, a Michael episode, um, you know, maybe a, you know, maybe a, a Kayla Detmer episode, you know, like yeah. just, just, I mean, like, just spread it out a little bit, like, you know, have it more like it used to be, because this season is obviously going to be about trying to find out what the burn is, and I swear to God, it better not be Michael Burnham. Michael? Burnham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how her, her her mom is responsible for the burn somehow. I'm like, oh no, please not. Yeah, that would. I hope. I hope it doesn't come to that. I, I hope not too. As well, I I saw a meme on on Facebook, and it was like you know you know how like you know, the Viger they have to they wipe it away and it's like Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> Someone like 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 just made it made the Viger thing look like Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like, like ham had all the like dust over it, and they just said burn. I was like, oh my god, it better. Oh not be. no! Yeah, you know, it, I was like, no, please don't do that. But I don't know. I'm I'm scared Star Trek Discovery might because everything's about Michael Burnham in this show. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, we will, we will see. <sighs> but it was so nice to see Trill again. I don't, I haven't watched DS Nine in a while. I don't remember their outfits being so simplistic. Well, you know, fashion changes. That's true. <laughs> throughout time. If you can call that fashion. It's a type of fashion. I'll, I'll pull my lady card. Um, <laughs> and I'll, all of my years of watching Project Runway. Uh, <laughs> like we're, They're like wearing man moo-moos. Oh, uh, they're, they're robes. Kind of like, kinda, they kind of reminded me of like, uh, kind of like more simplistic monk robes. Yeah, I'm, but it like, just it just seemed like a one onesie pullover. Yeah, well, maybe it's comfy. It maybe. looks pretty comfy. I don't know. Like, when I when I hear robes, I think Jedi robes for whatever reason, or like <laughs> or, or like monk robes that are like you know a little bit more ornate than that. Even though you know monk robes are still pretty plain. Spock's a Star Trek Four bathrobe. Oh yeah, that's a great <laughs> robe. That's fantastic. <laughs> Can't forget the Star Trek Four robe. Did you order that with your Star Trek Four shirt? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I would. would be... I would cosplay that in a heartbeat. I would totally be Spock in a bathrobe. Spock, and you just get you. You would have to put on the ears. All you got to do is like get a white. Headband. I, I just got to tie the tie the the white piece of robe around my head. Exactly. You don't even perfect need to do cosplay. the ears. It's perfect. 
perfect. He's so comfy. Absolutely. I just, I just, I would have to do the. Well, actually, yeah, I'd probably have to do the eyebrows. You could do the eyebrows, but still, like that's that's the most minimalistic uh, Spock cosplay you could probably do. As far yeah. as far as for makeup and appliances go, since you don't have to do the ears. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, the the robes. It seems like I wonder if the colors signify different sex sex of the like the um well the red people seem to be like the more the religious getting into the um the symbiont sect the yellow seemed to be like the warrior sect and then the lady in white was just like the leader yeah yeah um i i thought it was really strange that that they said there aren't enough hosts I thought that was strange, too, because it didn't seemed- we learn in Deep Space Nine that more Trill were compatible with symbionts than the general population believes? That, and it, and hum- they can link with a human. I think they can if they can link with a human, they should be able to link with any Trill. But maybe, maybe something happened in the time I- between... What I think happened is that um, we we know from Jadzia that um, the application process is long and grueling, and that yeah, only a only a small percentage of the applicants actually get to join with a symbiont. Maybe that process is lost, and so because they're they're so strict about their law or whatever, they they won't join symbionts with hosts because. They don't have the process, I guess. Well, and actually, part of that also didn't make any sense because weren't there also supposed to be a lot more trill? Or wait, no, was it? Was there a lot more symbionts, or was there just more people being capable of being joined with symbionts? It, it seemed like there were not enough symbionts to go around. That's why it was so such an envious oh. thing to be joined. But there was yeah. symbionts just hopping around in the water in the in the cave, so. I feel like maybe they've lost the process. To, or to, yeah, or something to, to happened to people, or something happened to Trill Anatomy in that time period. I, I, it, it's it's really vague. I, I thought. I mean, saying. I mean, like like if because I mean the burn would have killed a lot of the symbionts. Probably. A lot of the, the joined trill. The joined trill, yeah. The, so with the, with the symbiont, so I just don't understand. I, I just I thought it was such a strange choice of words to say they're they're running out of hosts, and I'm like, is your population just the five of you and the two security guards? Like, what's 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 going on? Are any of them joined? Is like the leader joined? <laughs> like I don't. It's it was really really vague. Like what's going on with trill? And I I, I wish they would have explained more. Yeah. Cuz yeah, I mean like having a symbiont like having like almost being almost out of symbionts that would make sense because it seemed like the symbionts didn't reproduce that often or there was only a set number of them and if they could die during the burn by just being exploded then that would be fine. That I mean that's not fine, it's not good, but I mean like it, it's understandable that there are fewer joined trill when there is fewer symbionts. But they didn't say fewer symbionts. They said fewer hosts. And I'm like, That's yeah, because in the so in the 24th century, I just I just looked it up to make sure because I'm not I'm not on that episode of DS9 yet. I think. Oh wait, no, maybe I am. Oh, I don't remember. I get things mixed up. Um, <laughs> 
So they said that virtually 50% of the population was suitable for joining, but that wasn't what the, um, that wasn't what they said to the trail symbiont applicants. Yeah. They, they, they're bureaucratizing it. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I think they're they want to make it a highly selective process so that people don't, you know, fight over them in that time period. Yes. Yeah, so uh, either maybe like like you were saying, maybe there's something changed about their physiology. Yeah, maybe something changed in the physiology, and then they probably have even less trill. I mean, they they should have less trill symbionts because of the um, burn. Yes. Then they also said that the planet was on the verge of, you know, societal collapse. Which, I don't see any fires or smoke in the background. That looks like a beautiful, peaceful planet. Well, you don't always have to see fires or smoke. Again, are the, are the, are again, are, are the six of them the only ones alive and they're trying to kill the each other? The six of them are the only ones alive. <laughs> are that they really very- trying to kill each other? That sounds very TOS. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of hilarious if it's just the six of them. It's like, none of us are going to join. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we didn't, we didn't see Trill really beyond that. We don't really know what's going on there. Uh, I mean, like, we saw a building in the background. Like, we saw obscured a building, by trees. But this is also probably, I mean, you know, the caves are a very sacred area. So, you know, not every Trill is able to go there. I, mean, I wonder if Trill have really sensitive nose glands like, like the uh, Vulcans, and they just think humans smell so bad. It's like, we cannot let the humans oh. go into our sacred swimming pools. Not our milk baths. Not our milk yeah. baths, no. Uh, I don't know, from the preview last week, I was like, oh no, are they going to join Michael Burnham with the Trill? <laughs> Give her Dax. At least, at least there'll be a reason for her to be so amazing and like perfect at everything. If she's Dax, oh my gosh! Yeah, is Dax around? That's what I want to know. Oh, I got be, all the questions. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I, I, and I, I was a little bit sad that uh, it's tall and not Dax because Dax would be a nice call. It would give us a nice through line to Star Trek. We're familiar with tall is, as far as I know, just some other random trail. Some other random trail. Um did look like they had a host closer to the time period of Picard. Like, P- Picard, because yeah. there was one wearing a, one of those Picard uniforms from one of the Picard flashbacks. Yes, around uh, when Picard gets kicked out of Starfleet. But we didn't see any before that time period. Yeah, everyone else was wearing civilian clothes, or or later Federation uniforms. Oh, because like, we had the one, like Zenital. Yeah, Zenital had the gray, like. Almost like Nazi esque uniform, <laughs> which it seems like they're kind of leaning toward that way in the current. Although in was it Into Darkness where they had the gray semi Nazi uniforms at Starfleet headquarters when Pike chewed them out? I was like, oh, those are yeah, weird. they they had some weird funky gray uniforms, and I'm like, these are hideous. These are hideous. <laughs> they're like they're pseudo Nazi looking uniforms. Like why? And they had those they had those terrible hats that look like Nazi like, hats. Like exactly. Like, what, are, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I didn't see Nazi as much as as you did for Senatol, but well, no, uh, but just in the preview, like the 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 Federation admiral. I just, I'm just saying, it's that cut of gray that reminded me of the Nazi Beyond uniforms or the uh, Into Darkness uniforms that were gray. So I was like, eh. Gray's- God, that movie sucked. <laughs> Into um, Darkness. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
tell us how uh, you really feel, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, tell us how I really feel. Uh, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of want to go back and take another look at the pe- the other uh, people in the background. Yeah, I, I, I want to, like, rewatch one of the episodes where Jadzia goes the trail. I want to see, like... I how things match up. I mean, not, not, not the, not the place. But I just want to, like, I just don't remember the, what, what the other trills look like as far as their dress was. I wonder if it was like, if it's reminiscent at all. Yeah. And then, um, also, um, I don't know if it's been quite established how long the symbionts actually live for. I don't think they have it. I think their expiration date is like, if they're hurt. Yeah. Or do they have some sort of natural lifespan? I, Cause I think, um, think maybe 500 years so maybe it's possible that the dax symbiont just isn't alive due to old age anymore in that time period it's possible but i mean if it was it probably died during the burn if it was still in starfleet (laughs) yeah if it was if it was still in starfleet followed the you know followed the starfleet thing like uh jadzia and esri although esri wasn't trained to be a host it just she just was an able body she was she was an available troll body <laughs> basically so it's just like i don't know it, it it doesn't seem like there's really any selection thing if the if there's a body available the the symbiont can live that it, yeah that and that that was also um extenuating circumstance yeah <laughs> damn you rick berman <laughs> oh it was just they didn't sign terry farrell for all the seasons or what they only signed her for six so she just didn't renew her contract I'm sure well, it, it, it was it was more than that. Rick Berman but. did not help. Absolutely. I, I saw that thing on Rick Berman. He sounded like <laughs> yeah. a horrible, horrible human being to work for if you're a, a woman. So that's yep. that's really awful. But um but also like they only signed them for six years, which was really strange. Like I think all, I think the entire cast was signed for six and they they all had to sign for that extra year, which was really strange. Yeah, that is a that is strange. But, yeah, I Since mean, TNG ran for seven, Voyager ran for seven. It was like, huh. DS9 ran for seven. It did. But then the- Enterprise ran for, for four. four. <laughs> Discovery's renewed for four. Yes. Um, I saw a picture of Doug Jones on Instagram recently, and he uh, he shaved his head to prepare for Saru makeup. Saru makeup. Yeah, it's like he, he, he grows it out and then shaves it again. So that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, he says it's easier um, in the post. He said it was easier than having them put on a bald cap every day. Oh yeah, I'm he's sure. like, oh, man, I'll just shave my head, whatever. I mean, he he does like pr- all that prosthetic stuff throughout his whole career, anyways. So I mean, it's just got to save so much time, like not trying to put on the bald cap. Oh yeah, totally. Bald caps are a pain in the rear. Not that I've worn one, but I have cosplay friends who who have. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's just you know, it's probably just sounds like a it's an extra time that you could not have to spend if you don't have to. Yep. <sighs> I mean like yeah, I think I think episode two is still my favorite this of the season. It was very Starfleety, episode two. Episode two was really good. Episode three, Aaron and I were both kinda like it's kind of a non starter. It's like it's just kinda like breadcrumbs and then It's kinda like a kinda like a transitional piece. Yeah, and then this episode Better than episode three, but still breadcrummy, and we're finally going to get some, hopefully, some information, some answers next time, hopefully, which is, I, I, it's, that's got me really excited. I, I'm i excited to see what's going on, although it doesn't seem like Starfleet's super friendly from, from the preview either, so it's like, huh. 
Yeah. We're yeah. in this weird dystopian future, and things can't be normal and good. And the thing is, if if Starfleet's hostile, like, are they just gonna like do their own thing? <laughs> start start their. We're gonna start our own Starfleet with hookers and booze. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry, hookers, hookers and blackjack. Hookers blackjack. Blackjack. I'm sorry, hookers and blackjack. Uh, the old Bender line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could just spore drive to the. They could just go spore drive to uh, the Delta Quadrant. It's like, yeah, we're far enough from the regular Federation. We'll set up our own Federation here. Maybe those dinosaurs will join. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the dinosaurs. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll find the descendants of um, Janeway and Tom Paris. God, that no, that's true. Oh, maybe they've re-evolved back into humanoids. Maybe they have. Oh, they they showed the salamander creatures in that one Lower Decks episode, so apparently <laughs> other people... True have gone to warp 10. <laughs> oh, that was, I laughed so hard when I saw that. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Lower decks was just a riot to me. Lower decks is my, so good. I just, my, look, go ahead. my husband did not get it as much as I did, but I was there's like, so much to, callbacks in lower decks. I had to explain so many things. To him. Yeah. I mean, lower decks is like the show that you watch when you are like the ultra fan because the people that worked on that were ultra fans. I feel like Star Trek discovery is kind of like for people who aren't as much fans because they, they kind of do a lot more hand holding in, in discovery. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, yeah. Uh, television catering towards a different crowd. Yeah. Um, probably, you know, def- well, definitely catering more towards people that are newer to the franchise, like starting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I just get this overly teen drama y feel to Star Trek Discovery lately with the a lot of the crying and the hugging that's happening so so often. I don't mind the crying and the hugging. That's actually not very teen drama, uh, at least the teen dramas I've seen. Oh. <laughs> it, it just seems team drama, teen drama e. I don't know. I, I don't. I guess I don't watch. It. I, mean, I guess. It's, I guess it's what my perception of a teen drama would be, since I don't really watch. Yeah, them. teen drama often involves like super crazy plots. Like oh, Pretty Little Liars is a good example. Like last season, Pretty Little Liars. Uh, someone like kidnaps all the Pretty Little Liars, and then it turns out to be like the British twin of one of them. Who we've never seen before. <laughs> oh, so it's the parent trap all over again. Yeah, kind of. Damn it. Except she's evil. Damn parent or trap you, twins. Or, you know, Gossip Girl, when Gossip Girl turns out to be one of the main characters and it makes no sense at all. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so not as much teen drama at least the teen dramas I've seen. But uh, certainly you. more. Certainly. You know, certainly more emotional. We're tapping into our emotions here. Yes, but for, uh, Starfleet's a pseudo-military organization. For less, they're, they're also scientists. They're, yes. I don't... That's actually one of the things that drives me crazy about Wrath of Khan. They're not, not consistent at all with what... <laughs> they're like, Starfleet's the military! And I'm like, yeah, but they're also scientists and diplomats and, you know, sometimes military... Uh, yes, several several different things. Well, I feel like they forget the military aspect and 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 discovery because we we need the mirror universe people to actually have. But then the balls. again, also, discovery is a science vessel. It's you true. Know, it's, it's it's not the Enterprise. It's true, but also like Lorca was the only technician in the entire fleet. 
because while Discovery was still in our universe, it was the only thing helping against the Klingons. Granted, they did have the spore drive, but also Lorca was the tactician behind it. Yeah. It just it just makes me feel sad that Federation just has no balls, no strategy, no no cunning. And Kirk was cunning. Like who did he learn that from? I mean, he said he learned it from Garth of Izar, but where's Garth of <laughs> where's Garth of Izar? You know, why where was he during the Klingon war? Oh, he's in Axnar lawsuits because we're trying to forget that he exists in canon. Not the, not, where where not is the, the Enterprise? Where is the Enterprise E during the Dominion War? I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Where is the Enterprise E? Why, why are we sending all these a hundred year old ships to the Dominion War? <laughs> why are they screwing around on a planet with you know Fountain of Youth or whatever instead of fighting in the Dominion War? Starfleet doesn't always make the best decisions. No, no, no. Why don't we send the old like reliant a hundred years reliant ship to that planet that's got the fountain? Why don't we send the Enterprise that's an actual warship that's got some oh, of yeah, our best armaments? Why, why don't we send the Bozeman with Captain Kelsey Grammer? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's so up for the Bozeman because the Bozeman he's he's had a couple of years to get caught up to the future. That's right. He's, he's fine. Yeah, totally. Actually, it's funny that you bring up the Bozeman. So basically, the Discovery is the new Bozeman. <laughs> Discovery is the new Bozeman. That's true. <laughs> Except it's an even more extreme. It's only it's a it's a nine hundred year time jump instead of a hundred year time jump. But you know, semantics. Yeah, yeah. What if what if they bring back the Enterprise J? <laughs> oh, good God! I, I hope we get the Enterprise like like L or M. I hated the J so ugly oh yeah it's really ugly actually um i was in uh i was in a a bookstore the other day and they sell some sometimes they sell some other things other than books and they were selling a model of the enterprise j (laughs) they made models (laughs) of the enterprise j yeah like i mean it was like a it was like a little like a little starship but i was like what ship is that and i got closer and i'm like that's the freaking enterprise j (laughs) no wonder it's for sale here that is just truly bizarre. God, Enterprise J, man. I mean, like they were trying to make like a futuristic-looking version of the Enterprise in X01, and they just made a giant stretched-out version. Looking, it's so weird. It still had the deflector dish on the front of the uh, front of the saucer instead of like on the secondary hull, because there was no yeah, secondary the, hull. The aesthetics of. Uh... Star Trek Enterprise leave much to be desired. <laughs> yeah, although like the Discovery pens and the 900 year in the future pens are like exactly the same, except there's a circle of the back that's filled in. Yeah, a little bit sad they didn't try to redesign that a little bit more. Yeah, actually, like like the full because you know the, it's got that line in it. Like the fully split Delta would have probably been a lot better, especially since like the Federation's all fractured. That'd been a nice little visual representation, or like, a, or a completely fractured delta. That's a bunch of different little shapes. That would be kind of fun. That would have been fun. I mean, just as a that visual representation, cool. the Federation is broken and not the same as it used to be. Yeah. And that poor guy from the first episode, we have not heard from uh, him anymore. Is he still just staring at the flag, sitting in that chair? He's probably much happier now that he has the flag. <laughs> he's just um. like, I like my these poor gray walls. Now I have a blue flag. Uh, just That's sitting around need. in a decomposing space station <laughs> all by himself. 
<laughs> Maybe Book came to say hi. Oh no, he can't because Book's in this this quadrant now. We don't know. Yeah, where, we don't know where they were, but it's presumably far away. I, w- I really wish they would have kind of told us where they were. I wish so they would have too, because I would have been really, you know, like what planets are they close to? Yeah, um, we so saw we, we saw the Andorians and we saw uh, the Andorians and Orions, Orions, and we and also, did we see a Tellarite too? We saw, yeah, we did see a Tellarite. We saw we saw a Morn, whatever a Morn is. Yeah, a, a Morn. Um, <laughs> that was that was a nice th- callback. That was a great <laughs> I was callback. Like, Holy crap, a Morn! I was really um, sad that we don't get any more. We've only got Morn that one time, also. Yeah, but luckily he escaped. He did. He did his transporter and did not get eaten by the slug. So he's a smart Morn. He's a smart Morn. He's I mean, probably smarter, smarter than our Morn. I don't know. Our Morn was pretty smart. He hit all the Latin inside him, and he had a really hot wife for being a Morn. Oh, that's true. Well, you know, people in the future probably aren't uh, don't care as much about. Uh, oh, she she loved him for the money. What are you talking about? He did also have all the Latin. He had like six stomachs full of Latinum. <laughs> <laughs> she was a gold digger, I swear. A morn gold digger. A morn gold digger. <laughs> hey, they seem happy though. Good for them. I I guess so. Um although no one seems sad that Morn was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he wasn't really dead. I guess maybe she knew, maybe. Yeah, she probably knew. Oh I don't know. Um so overall, like, where do you think they're going this season? Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, it could be several different things. Well, what are you feeling uh, so far? Uh, yeah, there's obviously going to be some sort of conflict with the Federation. Um, the burn, maybe, maybe it was caused by an you know someone that we've seen before. I mean, that's not Michael's mom. Maybe some sort of previous villain or like we're the villainous. Borg. Yeah, we're the Borg. No, I'm just kidding. I don't I hope I really hope that they don't bring back the Borg. <laughs> There's just too many Borg. The Borg <laughs> are everywhere. You cannot escape the Borg. Resist- escape the resistance Borg. is futile. And we already had all the you know, all the Borg stuff in Picard. I just think that would be a little lazy. Um Maybe Star, the Trek's, just, Star Trek's all about they, they like reusing special effects. They've got that Borg cube CGI model in the computer. They can just pull that out. I know we got the we got the shot of the Klingon bird of prey exploding. Let's just uh, pull that out. <laughs> Two again. movies back. Yeah, let's just put that in. We'll just stick it in the middle of the Discovery episode somewhere. We'll stick it in the middle of a Discovery episode. No one will know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else they. Maybe uh, maybe the paw race will come back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Actually, speaking of paw race, whenever they said the, the, the lady's name was the leader of paw or whatever, I was like, I, I immediately thought paw race. I was like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they said orb and they put it in the pool, I was like, is that a Bajoran orb? <laughs> <laughs> this is the mind orb. It's like, it's like the mind stone from Infinity Wars, but it's the mind orb. Yeah, this is the mind orb. Um, the slug orb. You know what? The bad guy Thanos. Thanos caused the burn. Thanos caused the burn. Michael, he snapped. Michael Burnham. Most- <laughs> Michael Burnham's got to go uh, talk him into a logical loop, um, like Kirk does to computers, and then <laughs> so Thanos can burn himself. There you go. I've discovered discovery. I know your plot discovery. Yeah, uh, may- maybe it was V'ger. 
If you feed your game God, back. feed your coming back. That would be a kind of a ni- nice callback. Maybe we those sl- maybe those slug things from a conspiracy came back and caused the burn. Oh yeah! God, that would be like I, would, I know that I would love. I that know that episode is super back. cheesy, but I love it. <laughs> I mean, the the effects are cheesy, but it's a great concept. Like I was really. It is a great concept. I wish they would have uh, explored it more. Like I was really hoping they would use them as the bad guys for uh, Picard. Like if they would have just pulled that other ass in the last couple episodes, like maybe that's why just you know, since Picard's been doing his you know vineyard thing, maybe he didn't have a chance to get reinfected by the the, the brain slug things. Yeah. And you know it would be kind of nice thematically, you know, uh, having the symbionts back in this season of Star Trek Discovery, and then having like the anti symbionts, the ones that like take over your brain and want to destroy the Federation or whatever. Like that would be an interesting, like battle i like this idea between the sim the battle of the symbionts well yeah it's one of them a symbiont or kind of more of a parasite well (laughs) yeah no a brain controlling parasite that gives you Uh, that gives you strength uh stronger than a klingon that's true even when you're a really old man even when you're a really old man (laughs) whereas the symbiont Um, just remembers stuff it's just like maybe that's Maybe the twist is is that we'll see uh, Picard again in the future. Well, they did say they gave him a normal life cycle, but I mean, like, they could just break that. I mean, giving Picard a robot body does give them the option to have Picard show up in Discovery, theoretically. Theoretically, I know. I mean, I know that they said they gave him a normal life cycle, but, you know, they also like to change things. And, And they don't, they keep really bad records, so maybe they forgot. Maybe they forgot. Maybe maybe they forgot about Khan on SETI Alpha Five. Maybe maybe they did. <laughs> records are records are lost. Records are meant to be lost. Yeah, that's Starfleet's motto. I'm pretty sure it's like under Section One somewhere. Records are meant to be lost or ignored. <laughs> and if we can't if we can't lose them, we ignore them. Yeah, uh, I hope that we um, maybe. Maybe they'll need to stop at a peaceful planet in the future, uh, in a future episode of Discovery, and it'll be like Ferenginar. <laughs> Man, all those naked Ferengi women everywhere. No, I think I think uh, I think uh, you know Rom, Grand Nagus Rom would have said that woman could wear clothes. <laughs> well, I mean. Ferengi, I can see Ferengi culture uh, reversing a lot. I mean, hell, Earth reversed a whole lot. Uh huh. I mean, they're crazy isolationists. They can't even talk to people in their own solar system for whatever the freak reason. That's true. I have so much issues with the last episode. In the Expanse, they can talk to each other in the solar system. And the Expanse is way less technologically advanced than they are in at this point in Star Trek. At any point in Star Trek, really. Yeah. Well, you know, like, if you go back to Star Trek Beyond, they're building that big secret, you know, ass-whooping ship in our solar system, and no one else knows about it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Don't always have the greatest track record. God, all those records. They just keep getting lost. Or deleted. (laughs) Keep getting lost or deleted. It's it's a recurring theme, man. It just just keeps coming back. Natalie, come on! Just yeah. Since when have they ever been consistent? 
<laughs> I just might as well burn them like the ballots, you know, whatever. There you go. They're just going away. They get forgotten. Oh, man. It's crazy. But yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, some nice throwbacks. And next week into into Federation Darkness, I guess, since the Federation guy seemed like an asset. Although Federation Admiral is always asset, so why isn't that different a thousand yeah, years in the future? I mean, that's, that's, you know, based on what we've seen throughout the franchise. Yes. Admiral, we grant you the rank of asshat. Let's go, thank you. Admiral asshat. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, me for, for where things are going, I think... I mean, honestly, I hope I hope they, uh... I hope they resolve the burn sooner rather than later. Yeah! I, I want to see Starfleet start getting back to normal. I want to see them just doing Star Trek stuff, exploring strange new worlds, and... Letting it be episodic and be fun. That's that's where I'm hoping the season goes. Although I don't think they're going to get episodic until next season. I, I, this season's probably just about the burn and restoring Federation. Or the season will be just about the burn and next season will be, be about restoring the Federation. And then maybe in season five we can get some exploration. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know what they're what they're projecting out. I just I would love to get it to back into a more Star Trek-y feel sooner rather than later. Because they have the potential to, once they've resolved the burn, resolved the Federation, they can start doing Star Trek stuff again. And it can not be restrained by canon, since they're 900 years in the future. You know? Also true. Or hell, they could jump to Andromeda. They could go to a completely different galaxy. All, all, <laughs> all, all new. I mean, the Spore Drive, you, you pre- you're pretty much unlimited with what you can when do. You said an- when you said Andromeda, I was like, the show? Um, I'm just like kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's our it's our it's our, our nearest galaxy. Oh no no no! I know yeah. I know I know. <clears throat> yeah yeah, they could go to a different galaxy. Hey yeah yeah hey we don't like the federation. We're gonna go to Andromeda and set up our own federation with uh, hookers and blackjack. There you go. The Andromeda Federation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I hope um I hope we do see more uh familiar alien species. Oh, absolutely. Just because it, you know, it is in the future. So, you know, we've already seen Orions, Andorians, Trill. Um, I could do without seeing Klingons. Yeah, we, we've, you know, we've done the Klingons. I just, I just hate Discovery Klingons. I just don't want to see future Discovery Klingons. We could, maybe we could, you know, do Cardassians or Bajorans. I mean, she did reference Hasbrot. She did reference Hosperat. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I'm excited to see what other kind of throwbacks or yeah, call-outs to previous shows. Or the Gorn. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Gorn. Tholians I'd love to see. Oh, I would love to see the Tholians. Give me some, I don't know. Give me more Ryans. Like, we had this, like, weird, you know, we had the Ryans over in this sector doing their trade thing. What are the Ryans that aren't connected to those Ryans doing? Are they still doing their piracy stuff? Are they in they're, bigger uh, power? Does the Orion Syndicate still exist? Yeah, they're, they're the, that's the hookers and blackjack part of the galaxy. Yeah, I, I want the hookers and blackjack part of the galaxy. Where's Quark? Is, is Quark's bar still um, a household name for, for <laughs> places? Because, I mean, in Picard, it wasn't even Quark's bar. It was a franchise, I think. Yeah, like I don't think it was actually Quark's 
like his location, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Because if it was his, that's a giant drop ball, drop ball, but not having Armin Shimmerman reprise the role. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, why would you do that? Not ask him back. Yeah, I, I love me some. I'm, I'm hoping it was just like a franchise situation, so he was. I think it, I think it would be a franchise situation. You know, like he got successful enough, and he was able to open more bars. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just you know, it's kind of like his you know Sluggo Cola, where it's everywhere. Like there's a Quark's bar and. You know, every, every solar system. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. <laughs> I hope Quark's Bar is still a, you know, household name. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, I don't know where Book fits in, other than that he's Michael's non-love romance thing. I just thought that was Mike, really strange. Michael's, Michael's non-lover lover. <laughs> yeah, it was just really bizarre that, like, that uh, they've been together for a year. They literally hang out all the time. And they're not doing each other. I'm like, really? You're not like you, don't, you haven't like felt feelings for each other. It's just that's that's just kind of weird. I I totally get the vibe that they have felt feelings for each other. Um, that's you what know, it seems like. like. Sometimes you don't always have to like just jump straight into all the romance stuff. Sometimes you can develop a relationship over also, time. They're not. They're also not friends with benefits because he said he never did her. So I was like, what? yeah. Who cares? I guess I that, guess that's what they got holodecks for. We that's can be, what the holodecks for. We can be platonic, or maybe he doesn't like women, or maybe she doesn't like men. Oh, I guess she does like men. She likes. Oh, she likes Bach. men. <laughs> that's been established. Yeah, but they gotta have two. Like Vok. I mean Tyler. Yeah. yeah so you know, um, they they can be friends and hang out for that long without having sex. I guess. I, I mean. I mean, doesn't have to jump into that. This doesn't have to, but I mean, like, I don't know. Some people like to get the rocks. <laughs> yeah, everyone can develop their relationship at a different pace. Yeah, um, I, I, I just, do think that we will see more of them together, like well, together. I think he's on like eleven or twelve episodes this season, according to IMDb. So I guess yeah. they'll be running into him soon. But I just, I just don't know how he like really fits into the. Th- the the plot. Other than yeah, that. I have a lot of questions because like his name first off, but then he seems to be alienish. I I have a lot of questions. Yeah, space druid man. Space druid man, but he's got a cat, so you know that's okay by me. Yeah, or maybe that's his familiar. <laughs> that's his familiar. His familiar has a thyroid problem though. Oh, poor grudge. <laughs> poor grudge. Well, poor. like. They made it seem like the Grudge was going to show up a lot. I, I, they wrote a whole article about Grudge, and like she's been in an episode. Yeah, well, you know, they also wrote a bunch of stuff about Number One, and we saw how that panned out. Ah, uh, that's true. <laughs> I do, I do think that Grudge will come back, though. Yeah, hopefully. I did read that part of the problem with Number One is that the dog wasn't very well trained. Oh yeah. Um, which is which is no fault to the dog, you know. Animals that they use in movies are super trained. Mm-hmm. So cats don't usually get all that superly trained. But oh, they can, they can. They they can, but they, yeah, uh, like, like I I've been a cat owner all all my life. You can train cats to do things. Oh. It just normally takes time. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll be. I'm interested to see how book fits into things and. Uh, 
I hope we get back to more normally Star Trek and stuff. It's just like they just uh, and more Jet Reno. Yeah, uh, yeah, more Jet Reno. Gotta have more Jet Reno, please, 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 more Jet Reno. But um, I, I just my my biggest hope for the season is that they don't drag out the burn too long. Yeah, because it just I feel like it's kind of immaterial at this point. Like it happened, and you know, I I mean. Why it happened doesn't seem that important anymore. It happened over a hundred something years ago. If they can reproduce the the spore drive, then there's no reason to need warp drive anymore. So it just it just seems like immaterial. Like this, I just don't feel like there's a whole lot of reason for them to go into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel. I, I just that's why I, I kind of feel like I really hope they don't drag the burn out too too long. I just want them to figure out what it is and move on to more Star Trek things. Hopefully, but uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining me, Natalie. It's a lot of fun. Well, thank you for having me. It was nice to be back. Yeah, hopefully next time uh, Aaron won't be uh, stuck on a transporter loop with Franklin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Or you know maybe maybe he's fighting the transporter monsters like poor Barkley. Oh, poor Barkley! Man, those things are creepy. Poor Barkley. <laughs> poor Barkley. If only he had his computer enhanced intelligence at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, is there any place online where you would mind people reaching out to you, or any social media that uh, you care to share? Oh yeah, so um, I am. I do have a Facebook, but I don't use it very often so i would prefer instagram if anybody Mm. wants to reach out to me my name on instagram is ms mina p and it's ms ms dot uh mina m-i-n-a dot p and i'm i i will be honest i post a lot of sailor moon stuff but i do make some star trek posts my my DMs are open for respectful messages. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always be respectful, guys. Please. Um, yes. And then uh, um, I just actually I just actually ordered a couple of vintage Star Trek Four T shirts. Star Trek Four is my favorite movie. That's great. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's up there for me. Like uh, like probably six four two for me. Yeah, but uh, I'll um, when I get those, I'll share those in the uh, Synthaholics Facebook group. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, and uh, for our social media, uh, you can reach out to us at uh, Synthaholics at Yahoo.com if you want to send us an email. If you have a observation or complaint uh, about our episode or or the Star Trek episodes, if you got something you want to point out, uh, feel free to shoot us an email and we'll read it on the air. Um. So, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Synthaholics and uh, follow us on Twitter at Synthaholic Duo. Uh, feel free to join our Patreon and send us some love that way so we can keep the show on the air for you guys. Uh, little, every little bit helps. We uh, try to keep the show rolling. Uh, there will not be any Dune episode this week due to Aaron's transporter accident, so uh, next week will be the next Dune episode, more than likely. So look forward to that as we are getting close to the end of the first Dune book. Again, thank you, Natalie, so much for joining us. It was a lot of fun uh, getting to talk Star Trek with you. It's, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah, like I said, glad to be back. 
Glad to be talking Shrek again. Absolutely. So, I know we tried to get you on for I, Alita Battle Angel back like six months oh, ago, yeah. but I think you didn't have a headset handy because like, it was like coronavirus was still like. Oh, uh, that really... was that was complete in the coronavirus panic and everything was shut down in my state. So. Yeah, so she couldn't uh, get she didn't have access to uh, headphone microphones for uh, doing the show. But we did try to get on for that. But um, but hopefully uh, something else soon we can get you back on for. Oh, yes. I am a big fan of sci-fi in general, thanks to my dad, uh, <laughs> who introduced, introduced me to Star Trek in my early years and other sci-fi movies. My dad did, too. Yep. <laughs> so he got that in common. I feel like that's a, that's a, that's a trend a lot. Dad's getting us uh, into sci-fi. Oh, yeah, definitely. Though my mom also used to watch Star Trek, too, in the 60s when it was first on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, my mom didn't care so much about the Star Trek, but you know. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, good talk to you, Natalie. Live long and prosper, one and all. Drinking friend
Nein. 